Praise the Lord. Good morning and praise the Lord. Amen. Good Sunday morning, Sunday after Thanksgiving, last Sunday in November. Um, the only Sunday that we have. Amen. Amen. Because we have today. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice. Praise God. And be glad in it. Amen. We're going to make the most of what we have. Amen. So we have today. So we're going to make the most of it. Um, pray you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, that you were able in this strange year of ours to nevertheless enjoy the goodness of God and to give Him thanks for uh, the things in your life, the people in your life, um, and for God being in your life. Amen. I confess that last part by faith um, because everybody's different. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So um, today, though, on this on this last Sunday in November, um, uh, we have a word from the Lord. Praise God. If we didn't, we'd be in trouble. But I believe we have a word from the Lord today that will help us, it will strengthen us, encourage us, and build upon, and build us up. Amen. We need to be built up in our faith. Um, and so today, I will ask you to, to go with me to Psalm 51. Okay, Psalm 51. And we actually are going to focus our attention on one verse there in Psalm 51. And that verse is verse 10. So Psalm 51, verse 10, and I'll read it from the King James Version. It says this, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. 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 Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Um, let's pray today, and then we'll get right into the Word of God. Father, we bless your name, and yes, thank God. you, Lord, for your Word. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your power. Yes. We thank you, God, for all the things that you have done, are doing, and shall do in our lives and in the earth. Yes. We continue, oh God, to keep our eyes on you in the midst of it all. Now, God, our ears are inclined unto your voice on yes, this morning. Father. And we're praying, God, that you will speak now from heaven. And you will bless us to hear clearly what you are speaking unto the saints. Yes. Father God, we believe we receive revelation. We believe we receive wisdom, knowledge, understanding, direction, and instruction. Yes. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray now, God, that you will build up each one under the sound of my voice. Yes, and God, Father. that you will do a work within them. And Father God, that through it all, you will be glorified and magnified in the eyes of the people. Father, bless me, use me for your purpose. Yes, and Father, Father, I yield to you now, God, that you, O oh God, make it all the glory and all the praise. We give it to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Again, we read Psalm 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Our title today is Getting to the Place of Power. Getting to the Place of Power. Um, we begin this week um, with an observation. 
And the observation is this, that, that God speaks the end from the beginning. Yeah. And then he goes back and fills in the blanks. And um, if, if we run with that which was revealed from the beginning, in other words, if we run to the end, because God revealed that to us in the beginning, but we don't take the time to allow God to fill in the blanks, then we will speed headlong into disaster. Mm. And so God speaks the end from the beginning, and then he goes back and fill in the blanks, and we have to allow him the opportunity to fill in those blanks. Um, and I say that because on this week, we are actually, uh, as we follow the Lord in this thing, building upon last week where God told us uh, of things to come, that one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to share with us of things to come, show us of things to come. Not inconsequential things, but things concerning God's will for our lives, things concerning God's will in the earth. God wants to show us those things. Yeah. We saw how he dealt with Abraham, who was the father of the faith. He uh, said to, uh, the Lord spoke to his companions and said, should, should we keep from Abraham that which I'm about to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because God was about to pass judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. And the scriptures tell us that God told Abraham what he was about to do. Um, and that's under the Old Testament. And in, in the New Testament, we have, you know, we have, you know, we have a better covenant built on better promises. We are the spiritual seed of Abraham through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we have a promise from God that we will receive the Spirit and we have received the Spirit and that the Spirit will then share with us, among other things, the Spirit will share with us of things to come. That's part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's part of our heritage as spiritual descendants of Abraham through Jesus Christ. But how many of you know that it's going to take more than just simply hearing a message like that? Yeah. Right? About the Holy Spirit showing us of things to come and then receiving the revelation that God wants to give us. It's going to take more than that. Uh, we need some blanks to be filled in before we can get to that expected end, that place where we have a future and a hope, before we can get to that place of power. Because revelation is power, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we often say knowledge is power, but revelation is revealed knowledge. It's the revealed knowledge of God. Yeah. And so revelation is power. And so when, when we're told by God that the Holy Spirit is gonna show us a thing to come, that means the Holy Spirit is gonna give us revelation. That means we're going to get power. Yeah. But to get to that place of power, we need God to fill in some blanks. Yeah. And so today God wants to talk to us about getting to that place of power. And, and, and we go to what seems like an odd place for this. 
because this is a Psalm of David. And this was after David's interactions with Bathsheba mm -hmm. that David wrote this psalm. And this psalm is just full of David pouring out his heart to God in confession for the wrong that he had done with Bathsheba. Um, and, you know, just by way of the story, right, David, you know, Bathsheba was another man's wife. Uh, she was married to Uriah the Hittite. And, and David um, saw her bathing on the roof. God mm -hmm. brought her into the palace. One thing led to another. Next thing you know, Bathsheba is pregnant. Mm -hmm. But Uriah the Hittite was out to war with all the other men. David was home. Mm -hmm. And so David had Uriah brought home. And he got Uriah drunk. And then he told Uriah, go down to your house, spend some time with your wife. But Uriah didn't go. He stayed with the king's servants. The next morning when David found this out, you know, he said, why didn't you go down to your house? Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, God forbid I go down to my house. He said, all the soldiers are out in the battlefield. They're sleeping in tents. Um, they're out there fighting. Why should I come home and have the pleasure of going into my own home and being with my wife? I'm not going to do that. David got him drunk a second time, and again, Uriah didn't go home. And so then David came up with a plan. He wrote a letter. Mm -hmm. And he, in the letter, it was to Joab, who was the captain of the army. And he told Joab, put Uriah in the hottest battle, the fiercest battle. Put him in the forefront of it and then retreat from him so that he can be killed. And David wrote this letter and then sealed it and put it in Uriah's hand for Uriah to deliver to Joab. Think about that. And we'll come back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. And then Joab did exactly what the king ordered and Uriah was killed. And then David then... Um, married Bathsheba. Um, and so it's because of that that David wrote this psalm. <clears throat> and, you know, before he wrote the psalm, though, he needed something to happen. He needed to be confronted, in a way. And he had a prophet called Nathan who said to him, I want to tell you a story, David. There was a rich man and a poor man living in the same town. And the rich man had all these herds and flocks, and the poor man had one little lamb mm -hmm. that he treated like his daughter. Mm -hmm. He loved that lamb. And the rich man had a visitor come to town. But the rich man didn't want to take out of his abundant flock. Right. Instead, he went next door and he took his neighbor's one and only lamb and dressed it and fed that lamb to his guest. And David got furious. This man ought to die, and all this other thing. And he's going on and on about this man, this man so wrong. And Nathan said to David, <clears throat> thou art the man. I want to stop right here to say this, and that is this. Um, that there's a blessing in having a Nathan. Amen. Yes. We yes. need to have Nathans in our lives. Because many times, like David, 
we can think that we're doing exactly the right things, mm -hmm. that we are walking in the will of God, that we are obeying God, that we are doing what God wants us to do, but we need someone to tell us not so. Thou art the man, thou art the woman. We yes. need yes. a Nathan. We need someone who will tell us about ourselves when we're doing wrong. Yes. See, I will tell you, like many of you, I know a whole lot of people, but I have very few friends because not everybody is willing to tell you the truth about yourself. Yeah. Not everybody is willing to not just go along with you and agree with you. But you need and I need, we need people in our lives who refuse to feed our yes. ego. We need people in our lives who refuse to simply nod their head up and down and, and be a yes man or a yes woman and tell us that everything we're doing is right. Mm -hmm. we, we need someone like Nathan. Amen. And so uh, uh, David had a Nathan. Uh, pray unto God today that God, if you don't have a Nathan, pray that God sends you a Nathan. Amen. Amen. Because we all need a Nathan who will let us know and who will tell us about ourselves when we go astray. Now, now, let's get back to David, because the scriptures tell us that David is a man after God's own heart. But the story of Bathsheba lets us know that David, who was a man after God's own heart, had drifted away from yes. God. Mm -hmm. He drifted away. And see, drifting is dangerously deceptive because, see, drifting is just subtle movements that over time, right, you know, creates distance, right. right? You're not moving fast. You're not running away from God, right? You're not sprinting away from God. You're just drifting. And as you drift away from God, you may not notice at first how much distance has been created between you and God. But over time, you'll look up and then you'll see that there's a whole bunch of distance between you and God. You drifted away. I drifted away. David had drifted away from God. And he found himself off course. Mm -hmm. But he needed a Nathan to do it. And, and, and I want to come back to that letter because not only did David take another man's wife, but he started to scheme and to plan. He was wrong from jump, but he started to scheme and to plan. Bringing the husband home. Getting the husband drunk. Telling her, hey, go down to your wife's house, go down to your house, spend time with your wife. Like he was really mm -hmm. doing something for Uriah. And then when Uriah showed more honor than he did by saying, no, the men are out in the field. I'm not going to come home and enjoy myself while they're sleeping out in the field in tents. Then David wrote out Uriah's death sentence. And then his hardness of heart was such that he handed Uriah the death sentence, his own death sentence, and had Uriah carry it back. Wow. How mean and evil can you be? It's one thing to, to, to make out a death sentence for Uriah, but you are so callous and cold that you then hand the death certificate to Uriah and say, wow. go carry it to Joab. David had drifted far from the Lord. So here's the thing. You and I, you know, we may not have run away from God. We may not have sprinted away from God or dashed away from God. But one of the things we need to ask ourselves is have we drifted away from God? Mm -hmm. Because drifting is a slow separation 
that nevertheless creates great distance if it's not corrected in time. Um, we need a Nathan in our lives sometimes to let us know we're drifting. Amen. Uh, you ain't really what you think. Oh, you know yeah. what you're saying, all that, but you know, somebody who's gonna pull out coat. We need yeah. we need yeah. a Nathan. And so once Nathan confronted David that thou art the man, David was convic con convicted to his to his soul, and David wrote Psalm 51. And I encourage you to read all of Psalm 51. But we're focusing on verse 10, and David's plea to God was twofold. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, you know, if we talk about a right spirit, we look at this and we got to see there's an order to this, because we can't get to the right spirit. Like, in other words, like some of us like to think we do right. <laughs> you know, we do right. But rightness is a spirit. Yeah. It's not something that we can mentally assent to, right? That I'm just going to do what's right. No, rightness is a spirit. Yeah. But it's a, it, it's, a, it's a spirit that begins first with our heart being cleansed. Notice what David said. Create in me a clean heart, O God. That comes first. And then he said, and renew a right yeah. spirit within me. And see, this, 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 this rightness of heart is, is something that begins on the inside, right? It's a rightness of heart within me. God has to do a deep work on us, a, a, a deep cleansing, if you will. Yeah. And, and, and it's a cleansing that, that is so important, and we just can't bypass it and think that it's not significant. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, people talk about, you know, when I was growing up, uh, we kind of got on people who were, who always tried to do what's right. Uh, we called them goody two-shoes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They always wanted to try to do what's right. You out there with your friends and, you know, you're doing some stuff that you know that your mom or your dad doesn't want you to do and you, or you just know playing is wrong anyway. Mm -hmm. And here come one of your friends telling you, we shouldn't be doing this. And then, you know, you all get on him or her and call him or her goody two-shoes. <laughs> yeah. See, 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 the, the, the unregenerate man, the, the unsaved man, doesn't have much for right. <laughs> we want to do what's right. We want to do what feels good. We want to do what benefits us. The whole idea of rightness and doing what's right is a spiritual thing, yeah. right? It's a spirit. It's a right spirit. It's because, listen, we don't want to do what's right. Mm -hmm. We want to do whatever, the, whatever we want to do. In fact, let's look at something together. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4. In Genesis chapter 4, we see the story of, of uh, Cain and Abel. And they were brothers, and Abel brought a, an offering to God, an uh, animal sacrifice offering, and Cain had brought a grain offering. And it says that, um, that uh, in Genesis 4 and 4, it says the Lord had respect unto Laban unto Abel and to his offering, mm -hmm. but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. He was mad and his countenance fell. But God said something very important to him. He said, why are you mad? Mm -hmm. Why is your countenance falling? 
he asked him, why are you wroth? But it, you know, I'm just, why are you mad? And why is your face made up? Right. <laughs> your, your parents ever asked you or told you, you better not make up your face? <laughs> this is God looking at looking at Cain's face and saying, why is your face made up? Yeah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I want you to know, God looks at everything. Amen. Yeah, you say certain things out your mouth, but you know, God will look to see if your face is made up. Amen. <laughs> But he wants to know, why is your face, your face made up? But look what he says in verse 7. He said, if you do well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. The, the New Living Translation says, you will be accepted if you do what is right. Yeah. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door. Mm -hmm eager to control you. So you see what God said? He said, listen, he said, you'll be accepted, right? Because again, God accepted Abel and his offering, mm -hmm. but didn't accept Cain and his offering because something that Cain did wasn't right. And it wasn't so much the offering. People have tried to focus on the offering where God didn't want a grain offering. No, God accepts grain offerings. Cain's spirit wasn't right. Yes. He didn't have a right spirit. And so it's so important to have a right spirit because that right spirit allows us to have an intimacy with God that we otherwise cannot have. God is a good God, amen? He's pure and he's holy. And see, through the blood of Jesus, we're cleansed and we are made the righteousness of God, right? We have right standing. But remember, David was a man after God's own heart, and he yet strayed. He yes. yet drifted away. Yes. And so that's why a man or a woman, even today under the new covenant, we have to examine ourselves yes. to see where we are, to see the heart spirit in which we're operating, and whether or not we are operating in a right spirit. That right spirit will create intimacy between us and God. If we don't have a right spirit, it will create distance between us and God. And so we want to have that right spirit. And see, Cain brought an offering, but it still wasn't accepted Amen. because his spirit wasn't right. And so you can be in ministry, but it's still not accepted by God because your spirit isn't right. You could be feeding the homeless and it's not accepted by God because your spirit isn't right. Yes. You could be clothing the naked. You could be building orphanages. You could be, you know, doing things for the poor. You could be preaching the gospel all over the world. But if your spirit isn't right. Yes. then it's not accepted by God. Amen. And this is why it's so important for us to have a right spirit. We have to have a right spirit. And, and see, and understand that we can fool each other. Mm -hmm. My good deeds can fool you into what kind of person you think I am. Right? Because yes. I'm doing good deeds. I'm, I'm supporting, I'm doing philanthropy. Philanthropy. I'm, I'm supporting this cause. I'm, I'm doing things for children. I'm doing things for widows. I'm doing things for the homeless. I'm doing all these things. And, and, and man can be fooled by my outward actions. Yeah. But see, Jesus is the living word. Amen. He is the word. And there's no fooling the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
The Bible says that the word, and Jesus is the word, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and gets down to the thoughts and intents yeah. of the heart. Amen. See, so there's no fooling the living word of God. He's not fooled by this stuff that's going on on the surface. He's going to get down to what's going yes. on in the hearts of a man, in the heart of a woman, and that is where the truth is found. And so God is not going to be distracted or somehow deceived by our outward actions. He's always going to look at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And not only does he look at it, but he discerns and, and determines what really is motivating us, the thoughts and intents of the heart. What's the true motivation? Are you in ministry because you want to see God glorified and people edified? Or are you in ministry to, so you can get attention and people can blow you up and make you into a star? Yeah. I will, I will say yeah. this one thing. You know, during this pandemic, I will say I believe with churches not being able to meet in person, uh, certainly not as much as they used to, now, I believe that one of the things that God certainly could not have been pleased with is the stardom thing that has been going on in church, Jesus. where people are trying to be stars, where people want to make a name for themselves, where they want to be big, where they want to be, you know, all this stuff. There's too much of, of meism going on in the church. And if there's anything that I'm hoping and praying right now is that that changes, right? Because Amen. see, God is looking at that. And why are you doing what you do? Why do I do? Yes. Why do we do what yes. we do? God is looking to see whether we're doing it with a right heart spirit. Amen. We have amen. to have a right spirit. And that right spirit, amen, comes first from having that clean heart, right? Amen. David said, you know, because see, the living word gets down to the thoughts and intents of the heart. And David said first, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. But see, if, 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 if the, and that's an inside work. And if the inside is not made clean, then what we do on the outside can't be made right. That's right. Amen. The inside must be made clean. If what we do on the outside is going to be made right. And so, yeah, we can deceive man, but we can't deceive God. We have to have a right spirit. Now, what does this have to do with the whole revelation from God? Well, see, you have to understand that how are we going to get the revelation of the things to come if we're drifting away from God because our heart's not right. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. It's not about how often we're reading or how often we're coming to church service or how often we're going to Bible study or how faithful we are to our devotionals or, or this thing or that thing outwardly. It's more than that. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's whether or not we're doing these things with the right spirit. Yes. And if we're not doing them with the right spirit, it's going to create distance between us and God. And we're not going to be able to hear then the still small voice that is feeding us mm. the revelation of the things to come. And so, so we need to realize 
when God says you're gonna, I'm gonna share with you things to come. Don't just jump up and down. Oh, I'm gonna know what's things to come. I'm gonna know what things to come because if my, if my heart and my spirit isn't right, then I'm not in a position to receive right. what God wants Amen. to give. Amen. Now, when we talk about a right spirit, I I think about Caleb. Amen. Let's go to Numbers thirteen because. Um, Caleb had a right spirit. Yes. And we remember the story when Moses sent out the spies to spy out the promised land. And he sent out 12 spies. And 10 spies came back with an evil report. Yeah, the land is flowing with milk and honey. The food is, is fantastic. Look how big these grapes are. But there's giants in the land. <laughs> and we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. And and we are grasshoppers, and you know what I mean, because they're so big, and and they just they had this evil report, but Caleb and Joshua had a different report, amen. Um, and in fact, Caleb got to the point after he heard all this talk in Numbers chapter thirteen, verse number thirty. It says. Caleb stilled the people before Moses because they were starting to get upset. So he calmed them down. And he said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. So, so we see where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. But understand, God was, had already told Moses and he told the children of, 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 of Israel, I'm calling them children of Israel at this point, but the Hebrew children, he told them, the promised land is yours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Caleb said, this is ours. Let us go up at once now and simply possess it. Yeah. We, don't have, we don't have to declare ownership over it because God already told us it's ours. Mm -hmm. We just got to go possess it. Yes. Man, oh man. There are some things that if we can get this in our heart too. Right now, the battle is not for ownership. It's for possession. The things you own already belong to you. God has already declared it. That's why you don't have to fight someone else for theirs because you already have yours. The real, the real battle is not for ownership, it's for possession. God has already declared certain things are yours. They belong to you. You may not possess them. He's declared certain things belong to me. I might not be in possession of them. Our battle is not to acquire our battle is not to get ownership is not to get the title it's now to get possession yes. of what is ours and so caleb understood this that's why his whole conversation was let us go up at once and possess it it already belongs to us this is now a battle of possession so he wanted he said let's go for possess it but we are well able to overcome it but they kept crying about being grasshoppers and so forth. And then in verse 6 of about Numbers 14, uh, Joshua and Caleb spoke again. And, and they said to, to uh, the, the uh, children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land that flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. Amen. And so this is what they were talking. This is what Caleb was talking. 
And God got to a point after the people kept crying and complaining and wanting to go back to Egypt and all that. He said, you know what? I'm going to kill every last one of them. 20 years old and older, they're not going to go into the land. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. He said, they're not going to go into the land. But in Numbers 14 and 24, he said, after saying to Moses, they're not going to see the land which I gave, I swear to their fathers. He said, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit within him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein he went, and his seed shall possess it. God said, I'm not going to let everyone else, those who are 20 years old and older, they're not going into the land. But Caleb's going to go. And he, and he talked about Caleb. He said he had a different spirit within him. Yeah. He had a right spirit. Amen. Why was it right? Because it was aligned with God. God has said that land belongs to you. And Caleb was saying nothing different. Mm-hmm. He said what God said. He said that land is ours. And we are well able to possess it. He wasn't getting into any kind of dispute or debate with God. If God spoke a promise, Caleb agreed with the promise. God spoke the promise. Caleb stood on the promise. God spoke the promise. Caleb spoke the promise. He had a different spirit. It was a right spirit. But watch this. God said it was a different spirit. Mm -hmm. And yet, it was a different spirit from who? From the others. But who were the others? They were children of Israel too. Mm -hmm. They were God's people too. I want you to know, amen, that, 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 and I don't know if we can necessarily make a direct correlation here, but, you know, there were 12 spies. 10 of them had a good report. 12 of them didn't. 10 of them didn't. Two did. Two had a good report. 10 didn't of the 12 spies. That means that 83% of the spies had a, had, had this bad report. Yep. And Caleb had a different spirit. Why am I saying that? You'd be surprised, but the majority of God's people, they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. They believe in Jesus, but it doesn't mean that they're operating in a right spirit. Hmm? You see, you could be part of, you know, you're going to heaven, right? Everybody wants to go to heaven, right? Right? And and yes, by being being saved, you're going to go to heaven. But, But the question is, are you aligned with what God wants to do in the earth in yes. the meantime? Yes. Amen. Because God wants to do some things in the earth. Remember, the Holy Spirit is speaking of things to come, speaking of things that concern the will of your life and the will of God in the earth. Yes. And as long as you're here, are you going to be aligned with that? Or are you going to be like the others, 10 spies, the other 83% who they're saved? They're called by God's name, but they're not doing anything in the earth. Mm-hmm. They're not going to see the promises of God coming to pass on this side of glory. But Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb, I say to you, had a right spirit, right? And, and that right spirit, that right spirit is, again, it, it creates intimacy with God, but it also is a foundation of of boldness and of strength and of power. That's what yeah. we see with Caleb. Caleb had a boldness in him. He's like, let us go up at once. 
to possess this. Right? Caleb had that boldness and he had a strength and he had a power of himself. And that thing comes from a right spirit. Listen, do you know that if we don't have a right spirit, we can't even approach God in the right way? Wow. Hebrews 4 and 16 says what? Let us come boldly before the throne of grace. But if our spirit is not right, and a lot of us, a lot of times, we know if our spirit isn't right. We know the things that we're doing. Or we may deny it before man, but deep down, we may know, I really haven't been acting right. I haven't been doing right. I haven't been, you know, all the things I'm pretending to do when I'm posting on social media about all my reading and all my good things and that. And you know there's some other stuff going on in your life that ain't quite right. Yes. You know what I mean? Amen. You know, I know what I'm doing, right? And amen. <laughs> Let's just say amen to that and move on. Amen. And, and we're glad that God knows how to keep a secret, aren't we? Amen. amen. That's right. And so, 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 you know, but see, understand though. That, that if we don't, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's common. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, no, note the difference. It's common, but it doesn't make it okay. Because here's the thing. If we don't have that right spirit or something that tarnishes our right spirit, we can't come boldly before the throne of grace like God tells us to. That's right. Because we know, okay, I, I've been doing some stuff. And so how can I come making demands on heaven which is my blood bought right in Christ Jesus, but how can I do it? Because now we're weighted down by feelings of inadequacy because we know we haven't been exactly operating in a rightness of That's spirit. Right, right. Amen. And so it, it strips us of our boldness. Amen. Um, which, by the way, is so important. That is why it's so important for you and I. It is, is that we confess our sins, right? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and then to cleanse us right. from all unrighteousness, right? To give us that clean heart that allows us to uh, renew that right spirit that we have. And so, you know, uh, uh, but Caleb, right? Caleb had a different spirit. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about it. If we go to Joshua chapter 14, I believe it's Joshua 14, there's a symmetry to it that yes Joshua 14 and you let's read from verse number 6 for there it tells us that Caleb came unto Joshua Joshua now they're in the promised land and Joshua is now dividing the inheritance to the people and Caleb comes to Joshua and he says in verse 6 <clears throat> Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. <clears throat> See, Caleb's heart was right. Amen. Yes. Caleb's heart, we're in Joshua 14. Caleb's heart was right. Amen. And he's saying that that I had the word of God in my heart and I brought word again as it was in my heart, mm -hmm. right? That this land belongs to us. Yeah. And so let's keep reading in verse eight. <clears throat> Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. 
And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. He's saying I'm 85 years old. And look what he said. And yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. He's saying, look, I'm 85 years old, and I'm as strong today as I was 45 years ago when I went to spy out the land when I was only 40. Yeah. Ain't glory to God. I'm as strong today at 85 as I was at 40, right? He says, he says, I'm, he, now let's keep reading. He said, I'm as strong today. He said, why is he strong? He said, as my strength was then, in verse 11, even so my strength now. For what? For war. Both to go out and to come in. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are. Amen. He was actually fighting war. We're fighting actual spiritual warfare. But if we're like Caleb, and our heart is right, see, it not only does it give us a boldness and a strength and a power, but it's a lasting boldness, strength, and power. Caleb is saying, 45 years later, I'm still as strong. And so when we have a right heart, we will be just as strong today as we are going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. If we maintain that rightness of spirit, we'll be just as strong today as we were in days gone by, and we'll be ready for war, for spiritual warfare. And I love what Caleb said. He says here, he says, for war, both to go out and to come in. He said, I'm kicking butt coming and going. Amen. And so that's what we're, listen, when we have a right spirit, we are ready for spiritual warfare and we can kick the devil's butt coming and going. Amen. He is not going to be able to mess with us. Why? Because that rightness of spirit gives us the the intimacy with God. It gives us a closeness with God. It allows God to share with us the things to come. And so nothing that the enemy will try against you or me will surprise us and we will kick his butt coming and going. But we have to have a right spirit. Because otherwise, amen, we end up being like the sons of Sceva that try to fight the devil and then end up being chased by the devil down the street. We don't want to do that. We have a right spirit. We can resist the devil because we're operating in God's power, that revealed knowledge, revealed knowledge, that revelation is power. We can resist the devil, watch him flee from us, and then we can gather up the spoil. So we can we can defeat him coming and going because we have a right spirit. And this is why when David made his plea. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. David knew something. If I don't get right, I'm done. Yeah. Amen. If I don't get this heart thing right, I'm done. If I don't get my spirit renewed and get it to a place of rightness, I am done. done. Yeah. I'm king, Amen. but I'm still done. done. 
And so here's the thing. You and I, we are a generation of kings and priests. The Bible declares. But it's not about that, right? God has promised us from last week. I'm going to share it. This is not just from last week, but he shared with us last week a promise from his word that he's going to to share with us and tell us of things to come. That's a powerful promise. Yes, it is. But 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 it's only going to find fulfillment as we, you and I, walk closely with God. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to walk closely with Him. Amen? Because, see, the things that are so p- powerful and so precious, they don't come lightly. They come at a price. Yeah. They come at a price. They, God still accepts sacrifice. Amen? Mm-hmm. David said, listen, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to give anything to God that doesn't cost me something. Because he understands if it doesn't cost me anything, then God doesn't value me. Right. Right? It's got to cost us something. So, so we, God is, is telling us the end from the beginning about these revelations that he wants to give us. But it's not going to come without costing us something. Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us something. And so, and it's not about, you know, anything other than allowing that inner work, that cleansing of the heart through the washing of the water of the word, that cleansing of the heart that God wants to do and to renew within us a right spirit. Right. Because we have already seen David's spirit drifted away. His heart drifted away from God. And he did what he did with Bathsheba and with Uriah. Right. We've seen Cain brought an offering, but God didn't accept it because he wasn't doing it with the right spirit. And God had to tell him, if you just do what's right, I'll accept it. Something in Cain's spirit wasn't right. And look what he ended up doing, killing his own brother. Right? See, that right spirit can get us into some real bad, bad situations. And then we see Caleb, a man who did have a right spirit. And in the midst of naysayers, he's able to stand strong and not fall in the trap of other people's testimony. And he's going, no, God promised us this. We're able to get this. Let us go up at once and possess it. Yes. And that spirit he kept, and it kept him strong for 45 years. To now he gets to the point where he says, give me my mountain, right? Because I've been waiting all this time. I'm just as strong then, now as I was then, right? He still has that same boldness. He still has that same strength. He still has that power. He says, I'm ready to kick some butt coming and going. Give me my mountain. And watch what he says. He says in verse 12, Now therefore give me this mountain where the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims, the giants, were there, and the cities were great and fenced. But watch what he says. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. You can tell Caleb still has a right spirit. Because he's not saying, I can do this on my own. He's still acknowledging the necessity of God being in his life. If the Lord so be with me, I can do this thing. See, Caleb's spirit was right. It never ventured away, which is why 45 years later, he was just as strong today in his conviction that that land belonged to him as he was 45 years ago. Yes, amen. Amen. This is is the power of that right spirit. And this is what's going to keep us close to God 
then we can then go and possess the things that belong to us as God reveals unto us. But some of us go, I don't even know what belongs to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we need the revelation, amen. That's why we need God to show us, you know, things to come. This is coming. I'm doing this now. I'm doing this here. I'm doing this there. And he's pointing out to us all the things that belong to us that's going to allow us to now go and possess what already is ours. Yes. Amen. Amen. And it's not about position, right? It's not about your position in the earth, I should say, amen. right? Yeah, you could be the pastor, you can be the bishop, you could be the father, you can be the mother, you can be the head of the household, you can be the boss on your job, you can do this, you can be all those positions. But it's not about earthly positions. David was king, and his heart was still far from God, mm -hmm. right? It's not how long you've been saved, it's not measured by that kind of thing, it's not about your access to the throne. Yeah, I know you know how to pray and get a prayer through, whatever the world that means, but, but Cain had access to God too. Amen. <laughs> he had access to God, right? So it's not about you being able to get a prayer through and having access to God. It's whether your prayers, after they get through, get answered. So people don't even say that part. You can get a prayer through, but does the prayer get answered? <laughs> That's another story, right? But, but, but Cain had access to God, but God still didn't accept him because his spirit wasn't right. So it's not about your position. It's not about our position. It's not about our access. It's about whether we're going to be like Caleb, who we have the word, we have the promises from God, and we put them, those things deeply in our heart. And now we have a right spirit. And that right spirit, understand, is going to make you different yes. from most of the people yes. around you. Amen? 83% mm -hmm. of them spies had a... Had a a spirit that said, we can't, we can't, we can't. Yes. Caleb had a different spirit. His spirit was right. And it's, and it's maybe surprising to hear that a right spirit is something that differentiates a child of God from other children of God. But it's the truth. Amen. Because there are people running around wanting to do things for their own benefit, for their own exaltation, to be patted on the back, for, you know, for people to say nice and kind things about them, you know, they want to be stars. But there's only one star, amen. There's only there's only one person who's front and center, and that's Jesus Christ, amen. And so listen, God has promised us revelation. I'm going to show you of things to come. But revelation is power, and to walk in that power requires that we have a right spirit. Amen. 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 And so we got to have a clean heart like David prayed for. And then when we allow God to cleanse us, we got to allow him to cleanse us. We can't be like Peter. Remember Peter? Jesus trying to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter is like, you going to wash my feet? And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, you have no part in me. Now, Peter's on his way. You know, he may be going to heaven, but Peter ain't going to have no part of what Jesus wants to do in the earth, right? You ain't going to have no part in me. We got to allow God to cleanse us, and then we can be like Paul, 
right? With that clean heart and that right Amen. spirit. But Paul said in, in, in 2 Corinthians 12, he said that God had blessed him with, an, with the abundance of revelations. Yes. Amen. And see, that's what we got to understand. God wants to give us an abundance of revelation. When the Holy Spirit is, is, is God tells us, going to tell us of things to come, he wants to give us abundance of revelations. But that kind of, of, of blessing it's not going to just come because we heard a message or two. Amen? Amen. We're going to have to make some changes. Amen? We're going to have to do some examination. And then allow the Holy Spirit and allow God to continue to do that work in us to make sure that we're operating with a cleanliness of heart and a rightness of spirit. Because then we'll be in that position of power like Caleb where we can be ready to go out to war, to spiritual warfare, and do some damage to the enemy of darkness Amen. coming and going. Amen? Coming and going. And so we want to get to that place of power. Amen? It's going to take a rightness of heart and rightness of spirit. Amen? That's right. And it's not just something that we can quickly or lightly get to because we just decide I'm going to do what's right from now on because I mean, we all know we've made those kind of promises to ourselves and to God from now on I'm going to do X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. this, is, this is a spiritual thing and, and the Holy Spirit has to be involved in bringing us yeah. to this place yeah. of power amen where we can receive the revelation the good news is amen if we yield to the Spirit amen Surrender gives us the victory. Amen. Amen. And so we praise God for it. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Father. We thank you, God, that you have uh, carved out for us, glory to God, a place of power, yes, a place, Father, oh God, where Jesus. we can operate in the revealed knowledge of God as the Holy Spirit shares with us of things to come. Yes. But Lord, to get there, God, we hear your voice speaking unto us that God we have to have a right heart and a right spirit that we may maintain that intimacy and closeness with you, O oh God. That God, that we can receive all of the knowledge and the wisdom and, and, and the information that you're desiring to share with us yes, in the God. name of Jesus Christ. So Father God, like David, we pray today, create in us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. Father God, let us be even of a different yes, spirit Father, like Caleb, yeah. O oh God. Father, we know that there are many in the earth who do not have the spirit uh, or the heart that you desire. God, we, we just ask that you will help us, oh God, to be part of the number that you can say about us that we have a different spirit within us, that yes. we have a spirit, O oh God, that is truly aligned with you and is ready to do whatever it is you call us to do without hesitation. Yes. That the will of God may be done here on earth just as it's done up in heaven. And so, Father, we bless you, O oh God. Continue to work on us, O oh God. Continue, O oh God, to uh, have your hand strong upon us. Yes. And God, we yield you, to the Jesus. perfect work you. that you are doing in us. Father, we bless you and praise you, O oh God, that, Father, by your Spirit, you shall bring us to the place of power where we shall, like Paul, receive the abundance of revelations and we'll be able to walk in it to the praise of your everlasting glory. We 
thanks in advance by now, but right now by faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 We praise God. Uh, I just thank God for the word because you know we can we can receive a good word, right? That we're gonna get revelation, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get that. But how many of you know, amen? It's never that easy. Amen. amen. We have a, we have an enemy of our soul that's just trying to keep us back from everything that God declares is ours. Mm -hmm. And we have the enemy within that often we work against our own selves. Yes. So, we thank God as he not only gives us the revelation, but then gives us the ability through his teaching to now truly walk in that revelation and make it real. So we praise God for it. Until next time, hopefully we'll see you on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. The Bible study. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, just thank God for you. Amen.